Hey guys, what's up? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. I'm your host, and we are talking about a variety of things today. We're going to talk about CU basketball. Are they ducking the Rams this year? We're going to talk about uh, 2022 recruiting for CSU football. We're going to briefly dive into Devin Wright. Maybe the Rams can land Dante's brother. At the end, I'm going to just kind of give my final thoughts on the Luke McAllister situation. If you missed it, he decided to enter the transfer portal last week. Definitely a big blow to CSU fans online. You know, I already did an instant reaction pod, but now just, you know, that I've had, you know, kind of time to talk to some people and think about it a little more. I'm just going to kind of wrap it up, I guess, give my, give my thoughts before we move on. Ultimately, I think everybody wishes him well. Just kind of a situation where it didn't really work out on either end, and, and that happens, especially when there are, you know, like absurdly high expectations. So a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a fun pod, really loaded. Before we dive into everything, guys, it is stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market in Colorado, it's crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress, take some of that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. As mortgage brokers, they are able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want to be every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia will take the burden off of folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. Right now, Mike and Virginia have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. If you want to give somebody a call, give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Ramp sent you, or you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Shout out to Mike in Virginia Chevalier, the best around. I mean, I couldn't even imagine trying to buy a home right now. Just trying to find one to rent was hell. It was absolutely hell. So <laughs> good luck to all those uh, home buyers out there. I am. I don't make nearly enough money to consider that. Anyways, we've got a lot to talk about, so might as well just jump right into it. Colorado men's basketball released their 2021-2022 schedule. CSU has not released theirs yet. I'll dive into that in just a little bit. No no regular season game between the Buffs and Rams is going to be guaranteed. They're both participating in the Paradise Jam. But unless they meet there, it's it's not going to happen unless it's in the postseason. And I got to tell you, it it looks like the Buffs are, are ducking the Rams. It looks pretty... It looks pretty soft on, on Tad Boyle's part if we're just, you know, calling it how it is. It looks like they don't want to play a CSU team that's going to be in the top 25 at some point this season. It, man, I mean, I was worried about this exact scenario. I actually brought it up about a month ago 
And people inside the program, they were like, no, you know, we've been talking, we've been talking to CU. We feel good about that. That that game should happen. And I don't know what changed between, you know, the last month and now, but it fell through. And that's kind of a, it's kind of a common problem for CSU right now. They're having a, they're having a hell of a time finding opponents. I mean, quality opponents do not want to face this CSU team. And don't, don't get me wrong. I get it. The Rams are going to be stacked. They got their entire core returning. I mean, David Roddy, Isaiah Stevens are both going to be in contention for conference player of the year. They add Chandler Jacobs, one of the most coveted non-division one uh, transfers to come out, maybe the most coveted. Um, there's a kid that went to Kansas that's pretty dang good as well, but I, it's just frustrating. I mean, especially, like, I get, you know, other programs out of state not wanting to schedule CSU for the first time right now, like, would this be the, the time that you want to play the Rams the first time? Probably not. But CU, like, you're only going to schedule CSU when it's convenient for you, when you feel like you have a good opportunity to win. You're not going to play CSU this year. It just, it gets under my skin. Like, they're playing New Mexico at home. But other than that, Maine, Southern Illinois, Montana State, those are all win, wins. I get it. You got to you gotta put yourself in position to contend and I know there's a little bit of strategy when it comes to building the schedule and you know in their defense they are playing Tennessee and Kansas at home so it's not as if they're not playing anybody but all of their games are at home like it's they got CSU Bakersfield at home Milwaukee at home I mean the only time they're even going away from campus for their non-conference play is for the the tournaments in the for the Paradise Jam and in St. Thomas, it's in the Virgin Islands. It's just, I don't know, man. Pretty soft schedule by Tad and Tad and company. Normally, I give them you know a lot of props for playing a, a decent schedule. And again, I like they are playing Tennessee and Kansas, but the fact that they're not going to play CSU this year, one year after you know CU gets an NCAA tournament win, CSU barely gets snubbed out of the field. It, it should be a great game. Like, I don't know. It's very telling. It's very telling that, you know, they don't they don't want to play CSU big bad buffs, you know, big brother as they love to to call themselves. They're uh, they're ducking us. They don't want to play. They got their tail between their legs. They're taking their ball and going home. I'm just you know normally I don't talk that much trash. If you listen to a lot of CSU CU stuff that we do here at DNVR, I try and kind of keep it down the middle. I think ultimately both programs being good is what's best for the state. I take plenty of flack online and, and I love, you know, beef and I love the the back and forth. But in the end, you know, having both programs be relevant is good. But right now it just looks really soft. I mean, it's a lot like when they they broke off the scheduling with CSU football because they want to supposedly host quality opponents. And then they add home games against Air Force and northern Colorado. It's just it's, it's very clear when they're running and now is seemingly one of those instances if you happen to be a buffs fan and you're listening to this and you have a problem with what i'm saying at me i don't i don't give a shit tell me where i'm wrong where's the lie where is the lie that's all i'm saying so uh, i'll move on you know i don't need to drag on and on about it but really really disappointed i mean fans are going to be back in the stands it would be a great opportunity to generate interest in local hoops I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. It looks pretty soft, Tad. looks pretty dang soft. All right, I'm going to move on, and I'm going to talk a little bit of football, talk 2022 recruiting. 
CSU has added a couple of commitments on the defensive side of the football over the last week. Uh, first, Aaron Jones, a.k.a. AJ, he committed um, on the 19th. He's a guy who's kind of moved around a little bit this year. He's going to be playing for his third high school in a third different state, but some of that has to do with COVID. You know, he originally started his career out in Connecticut, was a beast for a couple of seasons in 2019 at 79 total tackles, six sacks. But then, you know, they didn't play football in the state of Connecticut due to COVID-19. Goes out to St. John Paul High School in Corpus Christi, Texas, was an all-region player this past year. And now he will go back out to New England and play for his uncle, according to Kelly Lyle of the Coloradoan. Jones does not have any stars, according to 247 Sports, but, you know, none of that matters. He does hold an offer from Nevada, which is significant to me. I, I trust their coaching staff. I mean, that's a Nevada program that's absolutely rolling right now. Uh, plus 450, by the way, on DraftKings. Actually, you know, let's just go ahead and do it right now. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Nevada plus 450 to win the Mountain West Conference this year. That's really good value, man. They got... One of the best wide receiving cores in the entire country. Carson Strong, he's exactly that strong. Dude's got an absolute cannon. Um, anyways, DraftKings pick of the week. Lock it in there. But getting back on track, like I said, Aaron Jones doesn't have any stars on 247, but that really doesn't matter. Listed at six foot two, 285 pounds, got a nice frame. One of the things I, I mentioned in my article is it's really clear that the the East Coast ties for Steve Adazio and Brian White and and some of these guys are, are really paying off for CSU. Now, obviously, you worry about players coming across the country and getting homesick. That's always a possibility. But as a coach, you know, you kind of got to use the ties that you have. I mean, Bobo and his coaches, they recruited Georgia, Louisiana. I mean, everybody recruits California, Texas, and Florida. But with the, with the ties that Adazio has from his time at Temple and Boston College, it makes sense that they would go into Massachusetts, the Boston area, which they've done pretty consistently, and Pennsylvania, New Hampshire. You know, use, use the resources that you have available to you. If you've got strong connections to schools out there, use those connections, especially if it's going to, you know, help you land talent that, you know, coaches out here maybe just aren't seeing because they don't have a a background with those other schools. I mean, I've talked time and time again about, you know, Adazio needing to recruit Colorado well, and he's done that. That's probably the best thing that he's done since being hired is really, really making true to that dedication, that commitment to Colorado. He stayed true to it. But also, like, you know, like I said, you just have to recruit the the areas where you have strong connections, and he's done that. Uh, speaking of strong connections, you know, they're they're recruiting Florida pretty well. Makes sense. Adazio was named National Recruiter of the Year when he was assistant at the University of Florida under Urban Meyer. Most recently, they went and got Joseph Sip Jr., a running back slash linebacker uh, out of the Tampa Bay area. He's a guy who looks pretty good on film, listed at six foot, 210 pounds, has an offer from Liberty, also posted photos on visits to South Florida in Florida State recently visited Liberty, but he is committed to CSU. Last season, he was a beast, man. 122 total tackles in 10 games for Hillsborough High School. Had a career high in sacks, hurries, and tackles for loss. 
I was able to get a couple of interceptions and three fumble recoveries as well. So five, you know, forced turnovers or five turnovers, I should say, in 10 games. That's really, really, really good, especially for a linebacker. He is being recruited as a linebacker, but he's a two-way player, uh, plays running back, have, has 1,104 yards on 180 carries over the last three seasons, averages 6.1 yards per carry, has uh, 22 rushing touchdowns over the last year, 12 this past season. He's a really good athlete. You know, He's kind of just one of those guys that does a little bit of everything for his school, and I like guys like that. They, they tend to translate. Every situation is obviously different, but give me guys like Trey McBride that are multi-sport stars. You know, give me guys like Sip Jr. that play offense, that play defense, that play special teams, that, you know, kick the football, that refill the water cooler. Just people that absolutely love to play sports. A lot of times, you know, those are the the people that end up succeeding the most. I mean, obviously, like I said, there are unique situations, generally speaking, like quarterbacks probably going to be a little bit more specialized, probably don't want your quarterback, you know, out playing basketball or something. In high school, it's one thing, but you just always worry about injury. I mean, obviously, look at Colin Hill. He tore his ACL, and that was just pickup basketball, let alone serious basketball, where you're just taking a lot of of extra, you know, stress on those ligaments. I'm I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to get up on my soapbox here. I, I think it's great that High school athletes play multiple sports. That's what it's all about. I mean, ultimately, you know, you got to think about the future, but you also got to live life a little bit. And those are some of the best years of your life. You should maximize every opportunity that you have. You should do the same thing in college, you know, do multiple things, join clubs, meet new people, eat new foods, all of that stuff. But with these most two recent verbal commitments, CSU's 22, uh, 2022 class now up to seven commits, starting to look pretty good, obviously. You know, nothing really matters until you sign your NLI. Even then, you might still end up transferring out, but it, it's good to see the, the Rams building this approach. It, it's kind of a different approach than what Mike Bobo had. Obviously, different states, but Adazio, they've, they've really tried to build their class up early and just find guys that are firmly committed to CSU, whereas Bobo, they kind of recruited a lot of those guys that were P5 falldowns, were kind of holding out for bigger offers and then just kind of reluctantly sign with CSU. You know, I'm, I'm generally speaking here. That's obviously not always the case, but that's kind of the impression that it seemed like, you know, a lot of people that, you know, guys that might have offers from like a Kansas State, from like an Ole Miss or something, but end up coming to CSU when those scholarships get filled. It was just a it was just a different approach. I, I don't have beef with it. I mean, obviously, Bobo was able to land some really talented players that came through and had good success, went on to play professionally in some cases. But I think there's something to be said about guys that are just firmly and and really passionately dedicated to a program. Like, yes, it's an exciting opportunity for them to get to play Division I football anywhere. But when you get guys that genuinely want to play for your school, that genuinely embrace it, I just feel like they're going to work harder. I mean, isn't that really the case with anyone like if you're in a job that you absolutely love working with people that you want to work with aren't you going to give it a little bit more effort you know aren't you going to push yourself that much more just because you're passionate about it I mean it makes sense to me I don't know maybe I'm overthinking it here but I I like this approach and I I think it's going to pay off for CSU you know a couple years down the road all right I'm going to move on and talk Devin Wright and Luke McAllister before I do though 
DraftKings Sportsbook, not only my favorite sportsbook, but America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends, my family, we've all been loving DraftKings Sportsbook. I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. They're putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right, pick any basketball team that's still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, golf, so much more. I won some money on John Rahm this past weekend. Uh, Back-to-back birdies to close out the U.S. Open. Gotta love that. And I got an odds boost on it. So I pushed it from plus 700 to plus 850. Perfect. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choosing to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. Again, that's the promo code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado-only, new customers only. Wagers paid out in site credits, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out Solace Meds. That's right, we partnered with a premier dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals with. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, including one in Fort Collins for my Ram fam. They also have one off of Broadway, one in uh, Wheat Ridge, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNDR bar. They've got some absolutely banging deals the month of June, as they always do. Here's a few to look forward to. You can get 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 20% off all Wana tinctures and tarts, 25% off all Blues Brother joint packs, 20% off all Akeef Cola products, and 25% off Dixie products. So whether it's edibles, concentrates, pre-rolls, they have a deal for you. They're also doing some weekly vendor pop-ups in June. If you head to the Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code as well. That's the Wheat Ridge location of Solace Meds. Just head in and mention the DNVR20 code. You're going to get 20% off your entire order and a free Solace Bar or King Cone. That's absolutely dope. All of these amazing deals you can take advantage of or get 20% off your entire purchase with DNVR20 at checkout. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Just head to their website, solacemeds.com, order online, pick up at your convenience, and they will take care of everything for you. Again, use DNVR20 to save 20% off your entire order. Got the 4th of July coming up. Now's a, now's a good time to head over to Solace Meds and re-up. That's all I'm saying. Enjoy those fireworks, you know, make the, the hot dog taste just a little bit better. <laughs> Anyways, um... I wanted to talk about Devin Wright because he recently posted pictures uh, attending a CSU camp and also an Auburn camp, which makes sense. Uh, Auburn, obviously, uh, offensive coordinator Mike Bobo. So familiar places, familiar faces. If you don't know who Devin Wright is, he is the brother of Dante Wright. He's a six foot one, two hundred and twenty pound linebacker. Uh, plays some tight end as well. Plays for Navarre High School, same high school that produced Dante. Averaged 11.2 tackles per game as a junior. You know, looking at his huddle, he's kind of a prototypical linebacker. Really strong against the run. I like his instincts. He's patient. Moves well from sideline to sideline. 
he doesn't give up on plays either. There's a couple instances where, you know, he's kind of way out of it. Somebody breaks a tackle and he just keeps mowing downfield, dives, brings the guy down. Love a guy with a high motor. Uh, versatile, plays inside or outside. You like that. Uh, I already said he runs well in open space. Like I said, moves well from sideline to sideline. Good vision. Probably not as explosive or or twitchy as Dante is, but I mean, Dante's so fast, like, and he's so quick off the line. So that's, I mean, really nobody is, you know, as, as twitchy as Dante, but you can tell he's a, he's a really versatile athlete. You can tell that he's a guy that's just going to make plays. You know, I, I don't know if CSU is going to offer him or not, or if they have offered him. I, I would hope so. I would assume so, you know, Bringing in brothers has paid off for CSU well over the years, and I think if nothing else, it's it's a good move to to just kind of show and reaffirm that commitment to the right family. I mean, you want to keep Dante happy, you want to keep him in town, you know. Bring in his brother. You know, the the McBrides have worked out well, the Panunzios have worked out well. There have been a lot of you know, actually, you know, quite a few brother combos to come through CSU over the years. So I I, I think it would be cool. You know, he got asked about it on Twitter. Devin did. You know somebody basically was like, you know, come out to the fort and play with your brother. And he's replied that he would love to. So it seems like Devin would be at least open to the opportunity. Obviously, if, you know, SEC schools start come coming his way, you know, who knows what would happen then. But at this point, you know, it kind of seems like he's kind of fits the mold of, you know, CSU Adazio type commits players that are being undervalued by bigger programs and kind of slip into the cracks. I'd I'd love to see a, a Wright brother reunion here in the fort. And I'm sure his parents would, would be cool with that too. Um, or at least excited, you know, to see that them have that opportunity. The, uh, the last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about on the podcast today is uh, just kind of my final thoughts on, on Luke McAllister. I see a lot of people, you know, really mad at the coaching staff and to an extent, I think that's fair. I get it. I mean, obviously he was a really highly touted local commit really popular with the fans because he was, you know, all about hyping up CSU online. It was a cool story. I get all of that. Based on some of the things I'm hearing, you know, I, I would say it just wasn't a good fit. I'm not I'm not trying to trash Luke. I have heard he was, you know, kind of behind in the playbook, uh, not in the best shape in spring ball. This is, again, this is all just what I'm hearing, you know, through the grapevine, through sources I trust. But, you know, again, I'm not trying to dog Luke. Um, I do wish him well. He was always a, a really gracious guest on the podcast. And I was excited to see the the potential that he had. And, you know, it would have been really neat to see a local kid go on to lead CSU. But ultimately, it just it didn't work out. You know, it was a, rela- a relationship that didn't really thrive, especially once Joey Lynch was out of the picture. And because of that, I think it's probably best for both sides for Luke to just move on, for CSU to move on. Obviously, they're Focusing on 2022, they got Jake McNamara committed. I'm hearing pretty good things about Chance Harris and his potential as well. He might be a diamond-in-the-rough type quarterback recruit or commit. But, you know, it it was pretty clear from the get-go that McAllister wasn't meshing with Adazio and and John Budmeyer. And if that's the case, I mean, sometimes you can improve those relationships. But if it seems like it's not going to work out, then it probably won't. And, you know, why waste each other's time? You know, Luke can go and play elsewhere with four years of eligibility still. He still gains some invaluable experience by gray shirting and, by, you know, by being on a college campus this past spring. 
and you know CSU they can they can focus on the future as well and identifying their next you know gunslinger I think it's going to be Santeo this year I think Vilecki is probably going to be in the conversation uh, by the end of the season as well if if not next year but you know I just I just think it's an instance where it, it didn't work out and that's a bummer and I understand why the fans are disappointed but it's not an instance where you should be like, burn it to the ground, you know? See, if you're anti-Adazio, I wouldn't say that this is an instance where it should, like, reaffirm that opinion, or I just think it's an instance where it didn't work out on either side, and, and that happens. Before I go here, I will say, though, this is just kind of a, a good instance to remember. It, it's fine to hype up players online. I think it's it's cool, you know? Especially positive things are always okay with me. I, I take exception when people start, you know, trashing recruits because they don't sign with the school that you want or like they might, you know, choose to keep their options open, all that. Like everybody has the right to decide what school they want to go to. Don't be a dick online. It's pretty simple. But it's also a good, you know, it's a good time to rem- to remember that a lot of this hype can be detrimental. I mean, I think it can create a sense of inflated ego. You know, I think it can really you know, just kind of mess with a kid's work ethic. I think it can, more than anything, I just think that it can create expectations that are never going to be achievable. I mean, when you prop somebody up as the the savior of a program, that's really lofty goals to live up to. And especially just like when they weren't that realistic, like there were people that were tweeting at me saying McAllister should start this fall. No, he wouldn't have been ready. And that's not a shot at Luke, not at all. Like, very few freshman quarterbacks can just come into a system and pick it up just like that and be ready to run it by fall, even with him being on campus for spring, which, you know, gives him a leg up. But that just was not that realistic. Like certain staffs and certain positions, they're going to be a little bit more willing to, to rock with the young guy. But I mean, I think we've seen from Adazio throughout his career, he likes veteran quarterbacks. He's a little bit more old school in that regard. You know, they, they weren't just going to give him the keys to the car unless he was, you know, by far the, the best option. Anyways, just my thoughts on the situation. I obviously wish Luke well. I hope he ends up in a good spot. I wish him nothing but success. You know, I'm never going to root against Colorado kids, and I'm not going to hold it against someone that, you know, it didn't work out at CSU. You know, it it's, it's not going to be a perfect fit for everyone. It's not always going to be what you think it's going to be, especially when there's been as much staff changes as there have been over the last couple of years. And I, I already talked about all this on my instant reaction pod. So if you missed it, go back and check it out from last week. But, you know, I just kind of wanted to sum everything up and, and give a few more thoughts. But now my dog is barking. I think I got to take him outside. So that's going to be it. Uh, make sure you keep up with all of our new content. Going to be writing about all the recruiting updates. Going to start previewing the schedule, do some video room type stuff going to be a blast really looking forward to football season being back looking forward to diving into the men's basketball schedule whenever that does come out and uh, thank you to everybody that continues to rock with me you guys make my dreams come true hope everybody has a fun safe week stay cool out there it's been ridiculously hot and i'm not about it all right that's all we have for today 
Peace. Peaches out of palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water together, make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.